Nurse.com is proud to be a sponsor of the Ask Nurse Alice podcast. As the premier destination for nursing knowledge and resources, Nurse.com supports your passion for healthcare with an unrivaled collection of tools, articles, and courses tailored for the nursing community. Get your daily dose of things you need to know for your nursing journey. Discover the world of nursing like never before with Nurse.com. Empower your practice, advance your career, and enrich your knowledge. Nurse.com. It's your nurse life all in one place. You're listening to Ask Nurse Alice, presented by Nurse.org, where Alice Benjamin combines no-nonsense advice with thought-provoking interviews. Hello and welcome to the Ask Nurse Alice podcast, the show where we talk about anything and everything nursing and healthcare related. I'm your host, Alice Benjamin, clinical nurse specialist, family nurse practitioner, and chief nursing officer at Nurse.org. This week's question I thought was really, really good. Uh, Something that I definitely can relate to and more and more so in the past couple weeks, months, and years. One, not just because of the pandemic, but two, duh, we're still in a nursing shortage, right? Um, And we know that the pandemic has just exacerbated that, especially for those of us who are still at the bedside. But our question comes from a nurse who said that, you know, they work full-time at their hospital. They work 312s hour shifts a week, which is for the most part, I'd say a 0.9, which is considered full-time. I know some of y'all work 1.0, that's four shifts, one week, three, the next. But anyways, this is someone who is hired on in a hospital that works full-time. Get it, got it. Um, They like their schedule, you know, three days on, four days off, however they work, right? But it allows them flexibility to do personal things on their time off. But more and more often, this person has been asked to pick up some extra shifts, not just one, but sometimes two shifts a week. That's crazy. And, you know, I guess this person picked up a couple shifts um, just to, you know, do their due diligence and to kind of feel like they're helping the profession out, but they're getting tired of it and don't want to do it anymore. And they want to know how can they say no without feeling guilty. I get it. Sometimes you can be made to feel very guilty about that. But let's tap into that. So you work full time. That's already full time. Okay. You're being asked to basically schedule yourself almost for overtime and double time shifts, which I've been asked that. Listen, I've been asked some really crazy stuff after working three or four days in a row being, and then maybe I have two days off and then I'm back for another stretch. Being asked to work my days off, like to a certain point, I feel like that's disrespectful. It, it's getting borderline disrespectful and um, I've seen everything I need to see and it's a no for me, right? So here we go. How can you feel guilty without picking up extra shifts? And does it make you a bad nurse? Not at all. Not at all. You are not a bad nurse if you do not want to pick up extra shifts And listen, you should not feel guilty about saying no. So the short answer is no, you shouldn't feel guilty and no, you're not a bad nurse. You are not, I repeat, you are not responsible for the staffing or nursing shortage. Matter of fact, if you're still working as a nurse, you're helping us out. Keep doing what you're doing. (laughs) I'm serious. So don't believe the hype if someone reaches out to you. I know staffing office gets really desperate. Assistant manager, managers lead, like they'll ask you, charge nurses will ask you, if you want to work, do you want to work tomorrow? Do you want to work this weekend? Because they just see that you're off. I don't even know that they're really looking at all the days you have worked. 
but you know, you'll be ca- uh, called upon whether in person or over the phone and say, you know what, you're my last resort. Do you think you can work this Saturday? Like we're really desperate. Sounds like a hospital problem, right? Now, I will say this because I'm being a little bit petty because I know what it's like to be asked when you're dog exhausted, like you've worked me to the bones and you're asking me to work. It's a no for me. But how about we, you know, I really want people to feel empowered and knowing that you're working full time, you're doing the best that you can. You don't have to continue to stretch yourself thin, especially when you are scheduled for some off time for self-care, for family care, for your vacation, for your appointments and things that you need to do. Heck, you just might want to be home, do nothing. That's up to you. Your time off is your time off. You can do with it what you want to. But don't feel guilty if you say no. Even if someone comes to you begging and pleading and saying, oh my gosh, you're my last resort. Because the truth is, no, you're not. You are not the last resort. Listen, there are travel agencies, there are staffing agencies, lots of registries. Uh, Many hospitals have floats. You better pick someone else. I ain't doing it, right? So, but we want to communicate that in a very professional way. But let's dive a little bit into, before I give you some tips on things that you can say, uh, why do you feel guilty? You know, have you have you ever thought about that? Like, why do I feel guilty? Because people will tell you that people can't make you feel guilty. You feel guilty because that's something you put on yourself. And I think for the most part, nurses are very compassionate people who, and we want to be there for our patients. We want to be there for our colleagues. Hell, many of us, you know, I got work wife, yeah, work husbands, you know, you got your besties at work. And so there's a lot of camaraderie and it's almost a second family at work. And we never like to see people we care about suffer, whether it's the patients or whether it's our fellow friends and colleagues at work. And so we care. And so when we know that they're going to be working short, because we know listen, we know, we know what it's like to work short, when it feels like to not get a bathroom break, not be able to drink water, not being able to go get your coffee, not being able to make a quick phone call to schedule their dentist appointment on your break and, you know, bypassing lunch and just, just working nonstop, nonstop, because patients are always needing something. And many times you're out of ratio, like, and for those who don't have mandated state ratios, you're just at the max with the amount of patients and the acuity of these patients are off the Richter charts. We know what it's like and we always want to welcome help. So we know what it's like to feel tired. So we feel compassion. We feel bad. We're like, oh, but you know what? Pick someone else. Sorry. You got to pick someone else because you need to be your first patient. You are your priority. Your time off is needed for self-care for maintenance. Um, You might have appointments you need to attend to for yourself, like your doctor's appointment that you've been putting off, your dental appointment, your kids or your significant other's appointments, your parents' appointments. Um, You might have some things you want need to do around your house. You might need to move. Like you might be in school. You just might be like exhausted and fatigued to the max. And we know what happens when nurses are fatigued and tired. Like we're less attentive. We're more prone to errors. We don't deliver the same above bar stellar care that we could compared to when we were fully uh, rested and refreshed, bright eye and bushy tailed. So a lot of reasons why you need time off to take care of yourself, but we feel compassionate for our colleagues. So we feel bad, but we have to learn self-care in 2023. Y'all say it with me, pick someone else, pick someone else. And 
there's a way that we can do that in a professional way. And then for people, let me also say this side note. If you are the person that's asking someone to work, stop guilt tripping, stop gaslighting. Don't do that for 2023. You can put in a professional request of your colleague, of one of your direct reports, but do not pressure them. There's something about the power trip when a superior, I'm using superior loosely, guys, don't take it too literal, but like a charger or a manager asks one of their direct reports because we know this person's responsible for my evaluation. This person's responsible for my PTO request and all of these things. They're responsible for the schedule. You want to please them because you don't want to, you know, you don't want to upset them. You want to get on their good side so you can get the things that you are requesting. But that's not fair. That's, um, I would hate for people to abuse that power in a wrong way. If someone who works full time is asked to work extra and they say, no, it should be respected and it shouldn't be held against them. And they shouldn't be, don't play, none of the petty plays. Like don't refuse my vacation. Don't refuse my schedule request. Like don't do that. Okay. Besides you are not responsible for the staffing crisis. And you as one person, you're not going to fix staffing. Hospital not going to shut down. Your unit's not going to shut down. Well, for the most part, it's not. You know, if you work in one of those specialty areas where there's only like two of you, that might be a different story. But for the most part. And hospital leadership, in fact, need to be held more accountable and find more viable and long-lasting solutions for that. Because um, you're not going to fix the, the staffing situation. It might, they might make you feel like you are, but listen, this is one shift out of how many shifts? 365 days out of the year. So don't feel like you need to be a Band-Aid for staffing. And then also, let me say this. Let's say full-time nurses always obliged. And most of us added one or two times, one or two extra shifts uh, a week or in our pay period. We would be putting a Band-Aid on the staffing issues and give a false representation to leadership that, oh, staffing is okay. We got it covered. We have enough nurses for our patients. When in fact, they're exhausting their current staff in accelerating burnout, it's not going to be long lasting. Don't be the band-aid for your staffing. And especially, get this guys, especially without any incentives or rewards. Now, I know the pandemic, first we were heroes, then we were zeros because they made it, many outlets, media outlets made it seem like nurses were abusing the nursing shortage and we were charging too much and we were become like money hungry people and we're not, but nursing is very taxing mentally and physically. We are licensed healthcare professionals, not just anybody can do our jobs. So we hold high value and we recognize I would say like the pandemic was an awakening for many of us. We recognize the value in what we do. I am a seasoned nurse with over 24 years experience. I can work ICU. I can work cardiothoracic. I can work medical. I can work transplant. I can work literally any unit, any specialty unit in critical care ICU. I can work emergency room. I can work urgent care. I can float to med search. I can float to tele. Like I can do a lot as a RN, and then even as a nurse practitioner and as a clinical nurse specialist, my tool belt got a lot of tools on it. So I recognize that. And someone with my experience who's been part of leadership, I've done triage, I've done preceptor, I've been charge nurse, I've been part of leadership. Like I know about budgets, like I know where resources are. I also know the politics and how to tread lightly in, in facilities. 
I'm not working for no peanuts. I'm just not. I am not. And so when I recognize that value and I ask to be compensated for such training, experience, knowledge, and a lot of these things, you can't just read out a test textbook, take an NCLEX and know how to do these things. These are lived experiences, knowledge, having your finger on the pulse. There's just something about that intuition and knowing because you've done it, you've seen it, you've seen where this is going. You know what to do. You know how to prepare. Like that's valuable. So nurses recognize this during the pandemic. And so we want to be compensated for our knowledge and experience as well as our backs and our bodies. Listen, two thirds of the nation is overweight and obese. I don't know about you, but especially in critical care, total care patients, these patients are heavy and we don't always have functional safe patient handling equipment. We don't always have our resources. So we're also being like engineers, jerry-rigging things to make, you know, move patients, get, you know, make equipment work. We're doing a lot of things. We need to be compensated for that. So when you're asked to work extra, don't be a band-aid for the staffing and give them false representation that, oh, staffing's okay because they're really you know, going to exacerbate your burnout and compassion fatigue. But let's say you want to work. Don't do so without the incentives or rewards that come with it. Because is overtime and double time enough? Let's ask about that. Let's think about all the ways that a full-time nurse is truly compensated. We're compensated by salary. So for most of us, there's an hourly wage, and you can go into overtime and double time. There's health insurance, there's dental insurance, vision insurance, there's 401k, there's matching um, there's educational benefits and there might be some other perks, some discounts at some gyms and your cell phone or whatever. Da, 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 da. Well, let's be wise about this because also we're, as we enter in 2023, nurses, we, we can secure the bag. We need to make sure we secure the bag the right way and don't make sh- and make sure we're not just handing over all of our earnings to Uncle Sam in taxes. So is overtime or double time enough? I'm going to say no. And especially as someone who understands what it's like to work a lot. And then you're like, wait a minute, y'all took over one third of my paycheck in taxes. Like what's happening? This don't even seem like it's worth it. This is like, like I worked three shifts to only get paid for two. Doesn't seem right in taxes. So we got to think about it and think about other ways you want to be negotiated. Do you want more 401k contribution? Do you want you know, to have to contribute less to your medical and dental benefits? Do you want a higher base salary? Maybe you want more PTO hours, more vacation time. Maybe you want more educational benefits. Maybe, you you know, I'm saying this to say there are other ways that you can be compensated or receive benefits. Maybe you want a particular schedule. Like, I know it may seem like, well, that's not offered to me. Ah, 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 may not be offered, but listen, nurses, 2023, we're coming for everything that we want. We're coming for the bag. But in addition to the bag, we want the time, we want the schedule, we want the benefits. We want the whole kit and caboodle. Okay, so if you're asked to work extra, you're full-time, you're already tired, and you're asked to work extra, this is what usually happens. And here's some tips on things that you can say, okay? So for one, if it's your day off and your phone is ringing, this is notorious. Shift starts at 7, phone call starts ringing at 4.45, 5 in the morning. I already know what that is. And you see see the number and it's like your hospital. You're like, hmm, they're asking me to work. So if you don't want to work, don't answer your phone. And I know some people are getting clever with texts and emails and stuff like that. Don't answer your phone. Don't respond. It is your day off. You are not responsible for doing any work-related things on your day off. In fact, did you know that if you are required to do some learning modules or emails on your day off, you're supposed to get paid? 
Just throwing that out there. So you don't want to work? Don't answer your phone. Don't even feel bad about it. For all they know, you're asleep, which you are. They probably woke you up from your sleep. Um, you might be in the middle of an appointment. You might be doing, you're doing what you need to do for you. It's none of their beeswax. Don't answer your phone. Keep it pushing. Don't even feel bad. Don't feel like, oh my gosh, hospital calls. I got to call them back. No, you don't. No, you don't. I know you feel special, but you are not the only person they called. It's going to be okay. Don't answer your phone on your day off if you don't want to work and don't feel bad about it. Keep pushing. Do what you want to do. Have a fabulous day and take care of your business. Okay. Number two, although it may feel like peer pressure when you're asked to work, right? It's one thing when you get a phone call, at least you have, like, you're not, you're not looking them in the eyes with their ask or their puppy dog eyes begging you to work. But do y'all know the pressure that is bestowed upon us when they ask us in person? Golly. And especially if you're asked by like, I don't really care if the house supervisor asked me because I don't really have a personal relationship with them. But if when you're, it's your manager or your assistant manager or your director, they're asking you to work extra. It's that power trip. You're like, oh, I really want to exceed on my eval. So <laughs> you feel like this pressure or, oh, if I don't, I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna, I was going to put vacation in for next month. You feel like you got to do it, right? Listen, it's a lot of pressure. So you know if you're going to say no. So if you really don't want to do it, but you're afraid to say no in that moment, you're embarrassed, you feel like, oh, the pressure, or there's people around you or something like that, you don't have to say no right away. Matter of fact, so you're on your way to do something, keep being on your way to say, you know what, I'm in the middle of something right now. Uh, Let me think about that, but let me finish what I'm doing and then I'll get back to you. Do that. You can do that. So you're not, you're acknowledging them, you're allowing them to say what it is they have to say, you're being professional, you feel, you know, you give them the impression that, oh, I'm being receptive, I'm listening to them. Uh, But knowing, in here, I'm like, "Mm -mm, it's a no for me. It's a no for me. I already know it's a no. But I'm just going to be professional and respectful. It's like, you know what, I'm in the middle of something right now. Let me think about it. I'm not sure. Um, I got to check my calendar, but I'll get back to you. Now, here's the thing. The professional thing is you got to get back to them. Don't be that nurse that says, oh, let me think about it. And then just kind of like, let me creep on out of here at the end of shift so let so-and-so don't see me. They see you. They see you and they've taken a mental note. You know, and, and kind of like who cares? But because for 2023, we are being very professional and direct and we're going to have a lot of follow through. We're going to, you know, we're going to do the follow through. So they ask you in person, say, you know what? I can't get, I can't answer that right now. I'm in the middle of something or I have to check my schedule, but I will get back to you. And then before the end of the day, before you leave, even if you don't see them, Send them a text and call, leave a voicemail and just say, hey, uh, this is Alice. I know you asked me to work earlier. Sorry, I'm not going to be able to do that. I checked my uh, calendar and I'm not available. Oh, that was even extra. You don't even have to. You really don't even have to explain. There is. I'm not available. Sorry, not going to be able to do it. But do so in a professional way. And number three, when they ask you, if you already know it's to know like plane tickets bought, we leave for the airport first thing in the morning. To say, unfortunately, I'm not going to be available. Keep it short. Like I said in the previous, you don't even need to explain. I think there's something about um, nurses being very compassionate because we feel bad. We feel like we want to make it sh- explain to why I'm not available. I know it's real tough. I'm not going to be able to help you, but this is why. You do not need to tell me all your details. You can just simply say, sorry, I'm not going to be available. Another tip here, number four. If you're considering adding extra, don't accept on an impulse. And here's why. There is a need. There are short staff. There's a need. 
you are high value as a nurse already. And the fact that they're short and they need your assistance and they reached out to you means that they might be desperate, probably are desperate, but I just don't want to come out and say it, but let's facts. Let's just go ahead and say it. They're desperate. They got nobody. To, <laughs> they don't have anyone. Let's say they don't have anyone or no one's agreed to it. And they have some slots that need to be filled because there's just no one scheduled to work. Uh, enough nurse, I should say. There's not enough nurses scheduled to work and they already know that and they're trying to quickly get nurses to fill in. Even though they've asked you, even if you're considering it, don't accept on the spot. Don't be, it's like being an impulse buyer. You want to ask. Or let me say, let me say it this way. I This has happened to me and they say, oh, Alice, you know, we're short staffed tomorrow. We don't have any, we don't have enough ICU nurses. Can you work for us? Okay, I listen. I pause. And I said, hmm. I may be available. Is there any incentive pay for picking up a shift? We're about to ask for what we want in 2023. Are there any incentives for picking up the uh, extra shift? Let them answer. They're going to say yes. Or they might say no, not at this time. Say, okay, let me look at my calendar and I'll get back to you. The key is make sure you get back to them. You know, ask yourself, do you just want to work for maybe, and depending on where you work, if it's, you know, some people for the first part of their shift might just be straight time and then it goes into overtime. Uh, for some people, it's already going to go into overtime and a double time. Depends on, you know, how your how your pay is set up. But if it, there's not going to be any incentive and it's just an extra day, ah, do you really want to do it? Or how that staffer, that person who's requesting might say, you know what? There is. There's a there's a $250 bonus for picking up the shift. Okay. Let me just look at my calendar and then I'm com- then I'm going to confirm. I'll get back to you in the next hour or the next, before the end of the shift. And, you know. Quickly make your decision if that's something that's enough incentive for you to pick up that shift and get back to them right away. Because if they've offered that to you, they're going to offer it to someone else and someone is going to want that incentive. But here's the interesting thing. They don't always lead off with that incentive. So that's why you got to ask, are there any incentives for picking up the shift? And even when they say there's incentive, don't just say, okay, right away. You got to, don't be so easy. Unless you really, really want to work. Like if you're buying a house and you know what you're doing, you're like, okay, I'll work. Then that's fine. Some people... I want to encourage you to please make sure you check with your family or if you have plans, don't get into a practice of canceling your self-care plans, your fun plans to work extra because you're going to, it's going to exacerbate your burnout. Okay. Tip number five. Again, if you are considering working extra and this might be an opportunity to do some negotiations such as, okay, if I work tonight, can I have Friday off? I can, I could possibly be available for a, a shift swap. I always pull that maneuver, especially when there's a day off that I wanted, but I I forgot to put in a request because it was late and I really ain't found anyone to switch with me. But it's like, ah, oh, here's an opportunity, a window of opportunity to get the schedule you want. So ask for a schedule swap. They're desperate enough, they'll do it because their immediate need is going to be tonight, right now, right? Right now and tonight. They'll worry about Friday. They'll get somebody else on Friday. Maybe they'll come back and ask you again. Like, you know what? I, you, I know you did a, swap, a shift swap, but- do you want to work again? Do you still want to work Friday? Listen, worry about it Friday. But if there's an opportunity to get the day off that you want by doing a schedule swap, do it. Do it, do it, do it. I, I actually think that that one works. So some people prefer the incentive, like a bonus. Some people prefer the schedule swap. I think either of those are bargaining chips and you should always at least, at least walk away with one of those things in your, in your um, when asked to work extra. And then- some people also, as a condition of adding on, um, ask, you know, uh, if you're asked to work extra and you're considering and say, you know, I'm, I may be available to work 
ask for your incentives or ask for your schedule shift. And you can actually ask for this also. I may be available, but you know what? I really don't want to float or I only want to work in ICU or I'll add on, but I want to work in ER, you know, provided you're cross-trained in these areas, but ask for some of those things. Or you can say, you know, I really, I'll add on, but I don't want to do charge. I'll add on, but only if I'm charged. So there, there are some things you can negotiate about your conditions. Now I'll say this, this one is a little tougher to enforce if the person you asked is not there the day that you work. So you'll want to get like this in email, or if it's said verbally, chase it with an email and say, per our discussion, this, 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 and this is, um, I'm adding on, but only if I'm able to work charge nurse that night. Secured in an email, lock it up in an email. It's like a contract. That's not truly a contract, but you know, it's an email. It's an honorary contract because you're asking me to work and these are the conditions in which I I will do so. So make sure, because especially if the person who asked you is not going to be there the day that you work, you'll get to work and they're like, well, nobody told us you floating a pack you or you doing this. Like you're like, that's no, I didn't add extra to be extra frustrated. I did not add an extra shift to be extra frustrated. So make sure you get the the work conditions that you would like if you're going to work extra. Guys, this is something that you really, really want to do. So make sure you do this, especially if you want to add on. Now, if you don't want to add on, you're full-time, you're tired, don't want to do it. Sorry, I'm not available. As simple as that. Make it short and sweet, especially if they're asking you face-to-face. Make it short and sweet and say, and then get out of there. Go do some, what you got to do. You don't. We don't need to stare down because it's not going to change. And let me say this. Sometimes you will be asked and they won't be, they'll say, oh, well, there's no incentive. Sorry, we can't change your schedule or we can't do this. We can't, you know, we can, I can't promise you you're not going to be, that you'll get to be charged. Say, okay, well, sorry, I'm not going to be available. Hold it. Do not um, cave in. Do not be a punk and be like, oh, okay, I'll add on. No, we are going to hold our standards. We are going to like, this is what I require to add on. Holla back. You can't meet those standards. Pick someone else. Not going to do it. Now, some of you might, some people might think, oh my gosh, Nurse Alice, how could you be so cruel? I'm not being cruel. I got one body, one back. I've had enough bodily fluids thrown at me. I've had enough codes. I've had enough medications being thrown at me. I've had enough patients with 10, 11, 15 drips. Like I've been through a lot. Nursing is extensive. It's hard physically, mentally, and we work really hard. And if you're already full-time, you've already honored your commitment. You're being asked to work above and beyond your equipment. I'd like to be compensated in other ways. Now, these are only some things that we can bargain for. I'm going to venture to say, and I'll have to maybe do another podcast, but those other things I talked about, it's going to take a lot more movement in the organization, a little more politics to maneuver those things. But I want more 401k match. I want more education benefits. I want more. So there are some opportunities for us as nurses to come together and to negotiate other benefits to your job. We can do it. But I wanted to provide those tips, especially since I thought this was a really great question. And I'm being asked to work extra literally every week, guys. 312s is good for me. Sometimes I'll work a fourth, but listen, I'm not working 512s in a week. My back ain't built like that no more. I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. This is a 24-year-old nursing back. I got to preserve it. 
So um, I hope this helps. Thanks so much for that question. It's good. And you guys, share this information with your friends, your colleagues, your classmates. I think this is very helpful. And I think the more of us nurses who can operate like this, hospital leadership will get the drift. We cannot back down just because the pandemic is tapering off. Let's not let them determine our worth. Let us determine our worth and let's enforce that. And we have to do that as a unified force. And I hope these tips help someone out there negotiate a little bit more. You know, feel empowered. You are a nurse. You are either a licensed vocational nurse, a registered nurse, an advanced practice nurse. You are a licensed healthcare professional who can provide care that just not anybody can provide. Know your value, know your worth, be empowered. And we support you, especially here at nurse.org. Nurse.org supports nurses. And thanks so much to them for making the podcast available. Listen, 2023 is going to be amazing. Nurse.org has so many great events lined up. Uh, and let's do this for the new year, guys. So email me at nursealice at nurse.org. And then as well, guys, listen, we're taking your questions, your your comments. Uh, we're wanting to share these questions. So you can send your voice memo or send your question. I'll read it if you don't want to want to say it because you feel like maybe they'll recognize your voice. You can send your question to 725-910-9676 for the Ask Nurse Alice podcast. Send your questions or comments to 725-910-9676. We'll love to uh, share your question, address it. And listen, if you have the question, someone else has it. So I love you all so much. Until next time, be kind to one another, make good choices and live well, my friends. Thanks for listening to Ask Nurse Alice. Visit nurse.org for nursing career, education, and community resources.